Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And welcome back to Amped. It's been a while, but we're excited to be back after our summer break. How are you, Dave? I'm great. And you? You look tanned and well rested. I am not tanned. <laughs> I am somewhat rested, though. Well, it's a podcast, so I was giving you a little leeway. Yeah, but I just went to dinner with my or lunch with my wife literally two days ago, and the waitress came up to us and looked at Karen. She says, oh, my God, you're so tan. You weren't you didn't get that tan in the United States. And Karen said, no, I didn't. And then she looked at me and I said, what about my tan? And she goes, you weren't with her. And I was like, no, I was. She's like, how does that work? Because you're not tan at all. And I had to explain what my version of sitting in the sun is. Right. <laughs> That's funny. So have you had a good summer? I have so far, yes. And you? Okay. Uh, it has been good. It's been a very busy summer. So Scott's already back to work. Yes. Yeah, he started, he started back the 1st of August, or the very first day, work day of August. I don't know if it was August 1st, but whatever that day was. Um, and he's his students started last week, so he's like full on board going at it. So um, he and Robbie had their big European adventure. Right. How did that go? Um, it, it absolutely, they say that travel changes you, right? Totally changed both of them. I mean, for the good, but my 16 year old that left to go to Europe is not the same 16 year old that I got back. And it's really awesome. Good. So they, they had a, an amazing time. Um, they're still obviously still talking about it all the time. So like, you know, we're eating pizza and it's like, hey, do you remember the pizza we got in Paris? So every picture you sent me was the them eating pizza in another <laughs> foreign country. I was like, the, the the boys are really enjoying local cuisine, aren't they? Peggy? Exactly. Yes, they they live dangerously and they went to the five guys. Right. Of yes. course. Pizza and five guys. They survived Europe. So but um no, they had an amazing time and just hearing Robbie's stories and um I will share one story of, of, of an experience that he had that has really impacted him. Um, they were on a tour group and one of the women there um, was when they went to the site of the Battle of the Bulge, asked Robbie if, she, if he would help her. So he said yes, obviously, didn't know what she wanted. And the two of them kind of went off into the woods a little bit deeper in Bashon where the Battle of the Bulge yeah. was. And um, she asked for his help to spread her father's ashes, who was, uh, who had fought there and wanted to come back and rest with his friends. So Robbie at 16 was able to kind of be part of that. So it was, that's, that's heavy. It's, it's a really, it was a really amazing experience, but he was really honored that, that they did it. And then he went and told the, the tour guide so then the tour guide said you know if you had told us they can do a ceremony so then they put together like a ceremony and because apparently they still people still do that a lot so right. there are protocols so if you ever go to spread ashes you know at a place like that just ask because sometimes there's a ceremony that they'll do so that Good was very not. nice so they kind of got that and um i hear a lot about the food i hear a lot about the candy um, and a lot about tanks. I did not know that there were so many different kinds of tanks and different things. And it's fascinating. Not really, but for them it is. Sure. 
They're all big machines that yes, do amazing things. Exactly. So why, um, why they were gone, I had Timmy to myself. So he and I kind of had a week of, of mom and Timmy adventures. So we went to the Van Gogh Museum because he's, or the Van Gogh exhibit. I don't know if that's in your area, the, the interactive Van Gogh. Okay. Um, he's really into Starry Night, really, really into Starry Night. So he liked that. And then he went to iFly and he did the indoor skydiving. Right. So, and it turns out that he, you know, has a knack for that. So he's going to continue doing that. He signed up for flight school because he wants to walk up the walls like Spider-Man. And, and we did days like, you know, we made spaghetti and instead of eating on plates, I kind of just threw it on the table and we pig jigged it. And we had another day where we just had ice cream for every meal. And so it was fun. It was fun. So I kind of just got to chill out with him a little bit. And then they came home from uh, France and all of that and we're home for about 10 days. And then we went to Fort Lauderdale for Four days. It was a quick trip this time, but it was a lot of fun. So we took my niece with us who just graduated from high school, uh, partly for a graduation trip, but mainly so that Robbie had somebody to hang out with because when you're 16, hanging out with your mom and eight-year-old brother isn't a lot of fun. Not so cool? No, not so cool. So we kind of had to invent an excuse to bring a friend. so. So we did that and then came home and packed up Scott and sent him back to work and the boys are not gearing up for another school year yet. Totally in complete denial about it, as am I. Um, and that's that's really my summer. We don't have our pool. I think I told you that apparently it, it damaged did, the driveway. It did damage the driveway. Scott was right. So I should have been on the grass, but you know, he was right, but ultimately I was right because I didn't want it on the driveway to begin with. But no, no pool this year. So, but summer's almost over. Yeah, you've made it. We have poolless and all. Very cool. So, what about you? So, um, geez, went to Aruba, which we do every year. Um, How was the, the weather? The weather was good, um, as it usually is there. Um, I will share with you the the one most noteworthy thing that happens to me in Aruba. So when I fly, there are times when after I've flown, I will get like positional vertigo for a few weeks. So like I lie down. It's not like when I'm, it's usually not when I'm standing and walking or anything. It's like if I lie down, um, I'll get dizzy. If I sit up quickly, especially in the middle of the night, I need to orient myself or else I'm just going to (laughs) pitch right over and hurt myself. So like that's something that has happened to me before. It goes away after a few weeks usually, and mm-hmm. I don't think about it anymore. It's kind of just annoying. So um, I land and um, I go and I work out the first day as soon as we get there. Um, Cause I was like, this is a vacation. I'm gonna start getting in shape. Cause I've done nothing. I've been really not healthy. So I was like, I'm gonna start. And the first day I go there, I lift weights. Every time I lie on my back to lift weights, I'm like <laughs> dizzy. I'm like, oh, that's not great. So the next day, second day there, um, I am sitting by myself. It's early, relatively early in the morning. Kara and the kids don't come down till later. And, um, you know, I'm like sucking down water. Um, and it's every time, as soon as I finish a bottle, I'm like, all right, got to go and refill the bottle, put ice in, let's go. And 
without really thinking, I just stood up and started walking with my water bottle. Uh-oh. And for the first 20 steps, I was quite all right. And then all of a sudden, it was like my brain had partially left my body and I could feel my body, but I wasn't quite in it. Oh no. And so like, all of a sudden I'm like, I can't really feel my foot hitting the ground right. In fact, I don't think I'm controlling my good foot right now. And the only thought going through my brain is all of this is happening in like a five second span is, I think I'm having a stroke. Oh no. And so like I stop and I lean against the wall and I, I pull out my phone and I'm like looking at the phone, like, do I call Kara and say, I think I'm having a stroke and no one's around. Like, right. so it's like, no one's noticing that I'm in distress, which is fine. Cause worse than, you know, actually having a stroke or being in acute distress is people seeing you. Cause it's embarrassing. <laughs> so I was Not fine. Sure with, that's worse. But... Yeah. I, I was fine with being completely alone and per- perhaps dying. Um, And as I stood there considering the question, do I call Kara, tell her I'm having a stroke, um, I started to feel a little bit better. And then, um, you know, over the course of the next few minutes, things sort of stabilized. I walked, I got my ice, I held on to railings as I did it. But I was like, all right, I think I'm all right. By the time I got all the way back to my seat, I was fine, but highly freaked out. Oh, for sure. Because I have never in my life, other than my accident, which I have no memory of, like been like my body has been beyond my own control. Like, okay, you know, as an amputee, when we walk, all we do is we're like monitoring every step in Absolutely. a very yep. like hands-on way. So I'm like really freaked out because my body isn't working now. And um, so Kara comes down and I had texted her. I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't want to freak you out, but and I just listed everything that had happened. And she came down and of course had not seen the text. So now I have to walk her through it all again. <laughs> Now, Kara is hypotensive, meaning very low blood pressure, which means she faints. She has fainted many times in the past okay, and has fainted and will faint again in the future. And she started talking through it with me. And she's like, so like, describe exactly what you're feeling. And I'm going through it. And at one point she said, you know, is your like, are you, is your right arm numb? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I was lifting weights yesterday. <laughs> so it's. I'm not sure if that's muscle pain or maybe it's the widow maker and I'm about to drop dead. Um, but what we ultimately concluded based on all the questions she was asking, she's like, look, she's like, you know, cause you know, I had full, you know, full right. use of both sides of my body the whole time, basically, except for when I was, we determined almost fainting. Except like, for when you, you almost did. fainted. She's like, you were on the verge of passing out. You just didn't pass out. Um, because basically that's what happens. Like all of a mm-hmm. sudden you can't control anything because you're about to faint. Right. And, um, that scared the hell out of me, Peggy. So scary. Um, but you didn't did, fall. You didn't fall. I did not fall. You're lucky. What I did do is um, I, from that moment forward, I said, I am getting my ever loving, you know what together health wise, because I am not Yeah. like, it's, it scared me enough that I was like, thank God that it wasn't something serious, right. but I cannot screw around with this anymore. I'm 52. I got to get my freaking act together. Yeah. And so I spent the rest of that vacation every day working out, usually like 45 minutes of walking or lifting weights. Did that for the rest of the vacation, came home six days a week, working wow. out, walking anywhere between 45 minutes and an hour and a half a day, and then weights twice a week. And so the good news, and I've totally changed what I eat. 
So like eating really healthy stuff and okay. not eating stuff out of cans and bottles anymore, right? Like just all the stuff, Usually nothing not processed. Yeah. I'm just eating real not food, as much small in portions, a bag. not as much in a bag. So I feel much better. I have lost weight. I'm in much better shape because I thought I was dying of a heart attack or a stroke in um, Aruba. So thank God for near-death experiences. Well, I'm very glad that you are okay and that nothing happened that you, you didn't fall and that you didn't have a stroke and that you're here. So yay for that. Uh, passing out is scary. I don't pass out regularly like Kara, but I have had, I have fainted before. And um, the last time was when, so apparently when I get really bad pain, I hold my breath. So my back twinged in the middle of the night um, and I was, reaching for something and I ended up in the closet because I just I could only go forward because I could feel everything my back was going and I remember thinking oh I think I'm going to go down now and kind of just gently I got myself to the ground and then Scott found me yeah it's not when Kara has fainted it's usually like dramatic it's like late at night and she gets up quickly and all of a sudden she keels right over and it's like I wake up to the thud of a body hitting the floor, which is not my idea of fun. No, Um, scary stuff. Yeah. And she wakes up and she, you know, she she's never hurt herself, thank God. But like she wakes up, she's like, what? I'm like, you're on the floor. Do you know how you got there? She's like, nope. I do not. (laughs) But in any event, (sighs) I am healthier now as a result. I have got a workout habit going. I have to figure out how to maintain it when the weather gets crappy in the winter. That's my that's my next challenge. But good for you. Um, I do not have a workout routine going. I have a dog though. He keeps me going. I've been thinking about dogs. Kara just told me that she's not going to replace our cats when they die, and our cats, all of our cats, are getting somewhat advanced. So I think it's okay. going to be kind of like rapid fire. They're going to go down. Yeah. So what? And I'm going to be ready with a dog. Like as soon as, <laughs> as soon as the last cat is gone, I'm like, here we go, get the dog in. Do you know what kind? I do not. Um, I was, I, I like bulldogs just cause I think they're hilarious animals and I like the temperament. Um, but I don't really want to get an English bulldog because it's just, it's a pretty don't they get breed. gunky stuff in their folds and you gotta they, get the yeah, they cheese do. out. And yeah. What I've learned though, is there is a, there is a new breed of bulldog that was bred like over the last decade, really, or two decades in Switzerland called the continental bulldog. So okay. it has kind of the personality and most of the characteristics of a bulldog, but the face is much less like the jaw is aligned with the mouth. It doesn't have the dramatic overbite of like an English bulldog or underbite. And um, it, it it sort of looks like a bulldog puppy, but it's fully grown. Like if you've ever oh, seen okay. bulldog puppies where yeah. they're adorable and kind of those characteristics haven't like matured into adulthood where everything gets very extreme it kind of just stays with that bulldog puppy face, but the body's a little bit taller off the ground. It's just sort of a, okay. A more, uh, let's call it a less extreme version of a bulldog, but it doesn't appear that there are any breeders in the U S cause I actually looked it up. Oh dear. So you'll so, have to go overseas to get your dog. I'm not try- I'm not flying a puppy back on a plane. I just, that feels cruel to me. I'd rather figure yeah. out another dog or hope that by the time that, well, hope maybe dead. the cats will last long enough, then exactly. there'll be a breeder over here. That's what I'm banking on. Right there you now. go. That's my strategy. <laughs> That's the strategy. 
Well, I'm glad that you're okay. I have um, been having huge socket issues. I'm so frustrated. I have not been this frustrated with my leg. Like it, I just, I keep feeling like I want to bang my head into a wall. So for everybody who's listening, if you have prosthetic issues and you think that nobody else does, a lot of people do. We just don't talk about them, I think. Um, my leg just doesn't stay on. That's a problem. Like it's a huge problem. When we were in Fort Lauderdale, there, there's a restaurant that we absolutely love. And it's about a half mile from the hotel. So we were walking. Um, we, I had to Uber home. A half mile. I had to Uber home. Because just walking right I, out of the I could not keep the leg on. I was literally holding on to the socket with one hand. And like walking like an old lady crotched. Like trying to hold on to it. It's horrible. Um, only like. For a while, it was only happening when it's like extreme heat. When it's really, really hot, then I just, you know, come right out of the whole thing. Um, and that's when my limb comes out of the liner. But what started to happen now is that the liner and the seal are just coming right out. Hmm. So. Are you having volume changes? I I guess I am. Apparently, I am. I've I've tried adding socks, but when you have the kind of seal and liner it's real hard to get 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 it to seal if you add too many socks so i have an appointment uh, at the beginning of september so fingers crossed i will be able to get it comfortable and get moving again so for everybody else who is having prosthetic issues i i feel you on that one because there's as an amputee the only time i ever feel disabled is when i'm dealing with like prosthetic issues and I'm thinking about it all the time and yeah. my family's like a block ahead of me and I have to stop like literally every 10 to 15 feet to adjust my socket on a busy street in Fort Lauderdale in public like on the side of a road I'm just like trying to get it back on yeah that'll do it really really frustrating so that's my prosthetic story to share I did have kind of really cool experience um, I was at, I was at a pool, like a community pool and a little girl came up to me and she's like, I really like your prosthetic leg. And this girl was tiny. She was like seven or eight. I'm like, most kids don't know those words. And then she was talking to me about it. And then her mom came over and apparently somebody had come to their school and done like a talk about amputees and prosthetics and all of that. And her mom said that, you know, after that that uh, assembly where where she learned all about that's like she's been all in and Processes so she was the future exactly she was like really excited to see me so i thought that was really really cool and i know that a lot of our listeners do like the community outreach and you know you keep putting things out there hoping that something happens and um yeah, somebody put it out there and it made a difference so yeah that's very cool it's really really cool so that made me happy. Awesome. So, and what's going on with the musicians? Let's see. Uh, Maxwell is home for another few weeks, and then he goes on the road for a week for just a quick jaunt sort of through the Northeast, Midwest, and up into Canada uh, to support a band that Pink Shift is playing with. And then um, they play a big festival down in New Orleans at the end of September, just one, uh, two days, 
Um, I think they're only playing one. They'll be down there too um, for that festival. And then um, in October, um, sort of third week of October, they go on a month-long nationwide tour, first headlining tour for Pink Shift, where oh, they'll be playing wow. small small venues, but they are the lead act in all of okay. these shows. So that'll be um, that'll be another nationwide jaunt for Max. He's still loving it. A year and a half. He really likes it once he's out on the road. I think once okay. he, I think it's hard. Like it's a very extreme lifestyle, right? Oh, like, for sure, yeah. And it's you know he's like he says it's it's an when you're out there it's a total grind. It's like he says it's amazing the 30 minutes you're on stage and everything else is just a grind. Okay. But the 30 minutes on stage seems to be worth <laughs> it for him. He likes it. So awesome. That's going well. And um. My my other musician Jackson, who really hasn't been doing a lot of musician stuff since graduating high school, um, has announced to us that he's uh, taking this college year off. So okay, um, he is he's secured a job at a golf course for now. Okay, and he's working at a golf course. Does he like golf? Is does he want to be like a golf pro or? No, no, okay. he's never really played golf. He knows very little about the sport. Okay. Um, my sense of his job is he's getting really good at raking sand traps right now. Okay. Um, and he's getting much better at waking up early because he's got to be there at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, that's painful. So um, I think this is a good life lesson. Yeah. Like he's going to work hard. The job is going to kick his butt. Um, and either he will really like it and continue to do something like that and um, enjoy it. Or he's going to say, maybe going back and getting my college degree is yeah. easier than this. <laughs> there you go. It's it's so it's his plan to stay at the golf course or is he going to look for like a internship or like a leap so, travel experience or no so the the plan this year is you know we, the golf course will close well it'll largely close down right. like at the end of September um, and sort of it becomes much more seasonal at that point um, but he has another connection this is all through a friend of his who's a, a pretty elite golfer at St John's University um, and so and he's rooming with this kid. And um, he will, um, after the, the golf season sort of winds up, uh, a good friend of his roommate is opening up a year-round golf training facility, sort of a high-end facility oh, wow. um, in a nearby town. And so Jackson is going to be sort of working retail in that store, um, providing some form of customer support for the actual contours of that job aren't clearly established. But he, he'll be one of two employees along okay. with a manager who kick the opening of that store off and he'll be working there through the winter and um okay. then we'll see where he is at the end of the full year exciting yes peggy lots of, lots exciting. of changes and excitement and you're looking at schools for your daughter right yes caroline will be caroline and i will be doing the college road show at some point in september just dropped my niece off at college on sunday where uh iup Indiana, Indiana University. University yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen anybody so unhappy about going to college. Wow. Than her. I know. Um, I, I, it's not that she's unhappy. She's so scared, but that's how she manifests it. Yeah. So, but I mean, just absolutely paralyzed. After, after two weeks, she'll be fine. I hope so. I hope, I hope she sticks it out that long. Yeah. So. Time will tell. I miss college, though. I really do. Youth is wasted on the young, Peggy. I know, right? It's crazy. Oh, well. 
It's great talking to you. You too. And we will talk again soon. Very good. Take care. Bye.